0: Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Disc Golf Answer Man. I am Bobby Cool, Daddy Slick Breeze. I have with me my amazing co-host, Mr. Eric Oakley and Mr. Robert McCall. How are you gentlemen doing this fine December 27th evening?
1: Hello everyone. Great. Doing great. Um, we're, uh, yes. We're just chilling over here. Everybody and had a good I- Christmas? Yep. yep. Good Christmas yeah. for us. We, uh, My parents came into town to visit... Okay, my dad came into town to see his parents. So, and they live in Austin, so we all just kind of got to hang around our house and uh go over to theirs and that was huge for us because that means we don't have to travel with Owen. So
0: That's bonus. Cool.
1: Oh yeah, it was great. It was awesome to see him and yeah, it was good. It was a good Christmas for us.
0: What'd you do? What'd you and Tina do, uh Eric?
2: Uh I was pretty under-the-weather Christmas Day. So, I had some NyQuil and passed out and woke up when I did and was just struggling most of the day. But, uh, we did some presents with her family uh, the night before and the day of on Zoom. And uh, we just kind of had ourselves a nice day. I made some good food. And, yeah. I think there's... We just had a a really good time. Outside of feeling like poop yeah you know whatever i'm i'm on the mend i think i got a little cold or flu or something like that it's not too bad but good if it keeps lingering i might uh have to go do the COVID stuff but i don't think that's what i got
0: had you had COVID before
2: i have not but i have i have my vaccine and a booster so it's not like oh oh, i'm immune to it but it 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 the the symptoms i have don't lead me to thinking that what I have is COVID. Gotcha. At the, at the current state of affairs, like yes, I have like oh the cough, the sniffles, the shortness of breath, but it's like this is like the same thing I had earlier this season when I was at OTB, where it was like a three or four day illness where it's like okay, I'm sick. Next day <coughs> you're borderline dead. Next day you actually are dead, and then it's like two or three days after that you just kind of are slowly recovering, right? Type of thing. So it's. It
0: is what it is. Gotcha. So All right. Well, I hope you feel. Hopefully, hopefully you feel much better soon. Thanks. So I get to spend time with the grandkids and then some time with my um, brother and sister in law and some nephews and nieces. So that was good. I had a good Christmas as well. So good stuff. Nice. Um, pretty crazy that it was almost seventy degrees. What was it in Texas, Robert, on Christmas Day? It was like seventy-two <clears throat> here in Oklahoma. Yeah, it,
1: it was almost eighty here. That's um, crazy. It was insane, especially for what we're used to now from Kansas. I mean, yeah. Although it was, uh, apparently, it was warmish in Kansas also. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll take it. Here. Yeah. Good
0: stuff. Fine.
2: Wearing no shirt and sweating. Nice. Days.
1: That's
0: wonderful. Good to hear. Love to hear you yeah, wear no shirts.
1: Same. Yeah. Same here, but just every day. That's just, that's <laughs> just what I do all the time. Right. No, shirt, no swe-
0: shirts. No shirts. Sweat it out. Even at work, just show up, no shirts.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> when I show up to where I'm trying to sell, I just... Sorry, guys. It is what it is. It is what it is. This we're is what we're all gonna sweat together.
2: Let's get sweaty.
0: What's it gonna take for you to have us pick up your trash? Right? Is that the cell? Is that the? Mm-hmm. Is that the closing? Is this it?
1: Yeah. Is it, I just need to. <laughs> Okay. Just so more skin. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. not above that.
0: <laughs> All right. So we got a few questions. We got some stuff to talk about from the uh, Facebook group. Um, and then of course we've got see if uh, now you've been under the weather. It's been Christmas, but have you been able to get out and try any new discs? Cause we want to talk about a couple of discs that you've been liking.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, currently oh. there are two that have been, uh, I have been, well, don't talk about them yet. Oh, okay, had, okay. I was, no, I haven't. I, I have. I have. Okay, I just haven't. wanted to I, check, I, make I, sure. Like the the off season part of training and different things like that are is not going to stop. And uh, I have. Oh man, we had the worst day of trying to film. The Why other day, it was Wednesday before, like right, like Wednesday before Christmas, like leading up to it, and we went to the field that we've always done, and it was as if we were never going to film. Because there were people inspecting the building that we were throwing next to. And they were just like, and anytime I'd go about to go throw the like, hey, Deborah, what do you think about if we put a fence around this? And it's just like, <laughs> and then it'd be like, oh, we're kind of near an airport. And then it'd be like propeller plane, like flying over this guy, And it was just like, and then kids walking with their family, like through the field, not using the playground that is to their immediate like like two separate playgrounds in this park. No, they had to come walk through the soccer field and where I was throwing and pick up my discs and throw them. And I was just like, I looked at my buddy Zach and I was just like, it's not gonna happen. This is not gonna happen. And then we walked to the corner, pick up all the discs, turn around and then just a soccer practice. Just went onto the field that we were throwing on and just started playing. I was oh, just like gosh. I was like, we're done. Scratch any footage we have. Like I don't even want to use it. Because I will just look at that and just remember how mad I was that day. So we we <laughs> lost we lost kind of a week in time of of uh, doing it. But it's but we're going to a different park that should have less traffic, which will be really nice and actually super good. And so it's going to be building the mid range, and we'll probably do the slow fairways this uh, this week. So I'm thinking anywhere from like I guess six to eight speeds is what I'll call it is uh, the slow fairways, and then we'll do another one, a section of uh, nine to 11, I guess nine to 10 speed fairways, 11 speeds. Like yeah. Tw-
1: those kind of hybrid discs.
2: Yeah. So that, that's, those are the three videos that are on the way before I start talking <laughs> about the big bombers, the,
1: the big, bombers. Bombers. big nice. boys. of course,
0: that's all going to be on the whale pants, uh, YouTubers. Yes, yes, yes. Good deal. All right, let's jump into a question. This one's from Rich. I don't think we had this one last time. What's up, the game crew? I'm a left hand backhand player, but if I throw forehand, it would be with my right hand. Yeah, we did that last that's time. That's what I thought because of the date. I should have looked at the date. I keep these wow. because I use them when I make the actual posts. So my apologies. Mm, this one was t- wow. micro, yeah, micro content. This one was after. Ah, uh, good day, gents. This is from Nando. Need a disc recommendation. I lost my understable mid, and I need a replacement. I prefer a slim profile and a flat top. Any suggestions?
2: Depending on how understable you're looking, I threw a Paradox. I think it's Axiom, and incredibly flippy, but like very <laughs> understable, low profile fits fits the mo of what you're looking. Um, if that's, if that's, that's too much, I I see someone in the chat saying the bounty to me, the bounty doesn't feel like a low profile disc because of the bead makes it actually, it makes it to me, a bead increases the depth in most cases. And I could be wrong, but that's just how I feel when I put it in my hand. It just feels like it's a deeper and it's harder to get out of my hand. Um, Comet or meteor also come to mind. Meteor probably being the better of the two. More uh, understable
1: the more, of the two for sure.
2: More understable. Uh The Anubis is neutral. It's like an MD. Uh, so those are options as well. But what have you? What have you been throwing in that kind of slot, Robert?
1: Gosh, um, <clears throat> do you season well, something in? Yeah, I usually season something in. Right, right yeah. now I have a bounty in that <coughs> spot. But I have a couple of KC Pro rocks that I'm working in to that spot. Mm -hmm. And those are, for me, that's probably my favorite understable mid range that I've thrown is just a beat in, yeah, rock. Um, (laughs) But it's not low, it's not low profile nor uh, flat. So it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really work for what he's looking for.
2: The Claymore is a good option, but I feel like the Claymore is. Still leaning less on the understable side, more on the just straight, like neutral flying disc for cool. most people. So, but it, it fit if I think it would be great to try out the soul. Actually, watching Paige throw a soul is actually pretty dope. She does a thing pretty good. She's had me jam on it nice. a little bit too. It's, it's a unique disc. So that's another option. Very low profile, flippy, easy to go.
0: Nice. He also says, also, can you figure out the mystery disc I lost? It was a match blade disc by Latitude 64 in prime plastic, but it did not indicate the type of disc. The profile was thin and it would slowly flip and slowly finish right, right hand, back hand, with a ton of glide. I have a fuse and it was definitely not a fuse.
1: I match don't play. remember which, I don't remember which ones were stamped with that, to be honest with you. Gosh
0: the match play discs that
1: was oh, yeah. I bet. I bet. Chaser is Keystone. right. The S- SPZ. SPZ two. No, two. I think it was a yep. SPZ two Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Good one. Chaser.
0: Wow. There we go.
1: There All, right, we go. Bam.
0: Bam. All right. Tim R wants to know my question has to do with release angle. What is the most consistent release angle? Is there one? My natural release angle is flat, but I'm wondering if I should be trying to release on a slight hyzer.
1: No, if I mean, if you if your release angle is already flat, I would I would throw it flat all the time. Like, that's I think if if you can throw a disc flat, then you can uh, make all of your angle adjustments just with your torso, like just by leaning over just a bit. So I, if, if it were me, I would choose flat as my angle of release all the time. I naturally throw in a little bit of hyzer like that's the most comfortable angle of release for me. Um and so I would love to be able to throw flat. Maybe I think that flat is the best angle because I can't do it very well. And so I'm looking at it like, wow, that that would be awesome. But I don't know. That's that's just what I think. I if you can throw I, I think of like a Bradley Williams who just has like a perfectly flat plane and then can throw any angle because of that. I'd love to be able to do that. But that's
2: me. I I think there's something to be said about uh contorting your body when you throw a slight hyzer that incorporates a little bit more of your core because you're hmm. a little bit more compact in that that you can get more distance but what you're then playing with is how much is it di- like you really have to be really good about your nose angle and stuff like that so the disc actually peels up and works for it right uh, so so that's I think uh, I'll agree with you that I think flat is probably where you should stay, but I don't think that there is any harm at all in uh uh in learning to throw slightly on Heiser, slightly on An Heiser, uh to to create a bigger toolbox. So I I have been throwing sure. a lot more with uh, a Heiser release, um, and I've been throwing with more confidence. And I think it's because I have a little bit of the integrity of some of the distance drivers that I am now throwing feel like I can actually put everything I want into them, where I I have an idea of where it's going to continue to go, and that might have been uh, an issue with my my bag previously that I just had the wrong discs in there, but uh, that was something that I've now figured out and now I'm uh, really enjoying, uh, especially with like the emperor. A destroyer, a uh, uh, a thought space athletics disc that I'm maybe not supposed to talk about, but it's a twelve speed. That's like a, it's like an emperor destroyer. That's super dope. So, um, those discs have I can I feel like I can throw those as hard as I want, and I don't ever lose them. So I just like slight hyzer, full send, and they go very very far. It's effortless distance if we're for being real. So, yeah, slight hyzers good. Learn it.
0: There you go. All right. So I posted on the Facebook group to see if you guys had any specifics you wanted us to talk about. And we've got a few little topics that people would like us to discuss on the show. So we're going to get everybody's take on this. First one is from John adjusting the ratings cutoff for tourney play, renaming the divisions. Are we beating a dead horse here?
1: Uh, Maybe. So, <clears throat> I don't really mind the divisions the way that they are, but just Sorry. full full trans full transparency. I haven't thought about competing in those divisions in a while. So I'm not a great person to ask. Um, yeah. but just looking from an outsider's perspective, yeah, as it is right now, if you are below nine thirty five, like nine thirty-four or below, then you can play an intermediate. Nine thirty-four to zero rated, you can play an intermediate. Um Nine hundred and below is where you can play in recreational. Correct? Isn't that right? 900, 935 are, are the two cutoffs. I'm I'm pretty sure that's right. I have no advance idea, you, To be honest with you, advance you can play with any rating. Um, you don't have to be. You don't have to be nine thirty-five. You can be anything. Uh, and same goes for open. You could be rated four hundred and play open if you wanted to. Um, I, I could see there being a case for having a little bit more of a split between um, by having a little bit more distance between divisions just so that there's a, a bigger field in each division. But man, I, I just, yeah, I just don't think it's broken. Like you are always, even if you did that, let's say you make a bigger, um, a bigger split, you know, it's 900 to 950 plays in the intermediate. Um, you're still going to have people who sandbag. Uh, even if you make it 850 to 900 is intermediate whatever you want to do the, there's always going to be people who abuse it so um i think the the ratings that they're at right now are fine that's just what i think
2: hot take uh there should be i would say three divisions okay i would call it rec advance open and that's it okay and uh and make the gaps bigger so you know and you know when to graduate and once you hit that point you have to move up i think that's that's one way to go about it but you know some people will want to keep amateur status for certain reasons we've seen am world's winners in the thousand rated uh, level and you know whatever that's fine but i i i legitimately think there are too many lower divisions where a rec division can be diverse and should be diverse because uh, you shouldn't send out like novice cards at tournaments because one, not every person on that card is going to understand the rules. They're not going to keep up with the speed of play. They're not going to understand uh, a lot of those concepts where if if you have some people in rec who just aren't that good but understand have played multiple tournaments, now they they get to be the, the teachers for the new novice players uh, of playing the game and doing it. And you can call it intermediate. You can call it intermediate. The names don't really matter. But I think that that's a much better direction for our sport of you understand where you need to go. You understand where you need to be. And I, I, I've i seen it at lower tournaments. Like, I mean, back when I was you know playing in Texas or in Utah, people would – drop divisions or switch divisions they'd be like oh I'm going to play open this tournament oh no 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 there's like 30 people in advance okay I'm going to drop to play in advance because they knew it was a better payout because there's only 15 people in open but there's 30 people in advance and just because their rating worked they would they would do that and I, I that to me feels feels bad I, I guess I think that going to three simple divisions would be a much better solve plus you get to you understand your path a little bit more as you work through rec or see, I think
1: three is, I think three is too few because the like right at the cutoff of rec to advanced and then the cutoff between advanced and open, there are going to be players who like they don't have a place to live. You know, like if you're like, Let's like say you're at the top of wreck and you just break into advance, and say that um say that rating is like 875. Yep. Maybe then you're paired with somebody in advance who's a 949 rated player. I mean, they're going to wipe the course with you. Um So for me, I don't think I I think it is so we're beneficial 70 to points, have a th-
2: right 70 yeah sure the difference. So we yeah, have sure. 980 rated players playing in pro tours playing. It, maybe uh, potentially playing with Eagle McMahon who's 1050 rated and that's sure. a 70 point difference. And sure, what is that person going to do? That person is going to learn. That's where you get to learn the most of it. And I think that that's one of the best things that we can do for players is expose them to, to adversity and expose them to these, these uh, challenges and understanding and seeing how a player who should on average shoot seven strokes better than this person, right? What are they doing that yeah. you're not? But, okay, so right. continue your thought. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Him. I
1: just No, no, it's okay. There's a I'm, lot to it. Yeah, I hear you. I think open has always been its own weird thing because anybody can play open at any rate, yeah. um, whether, it's, whether it's obnoxious or not for the top guys to play with someone who's way worse than them. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I think, I think three is too few, especially if the top of advanced forces you to move up to open. Because then you're talking like, let's say 950 is the cutoff. Yeah. Then the guys that just move up, let's say they happen to sign up for a pro tour or Eagle McMahon shows up to their local B tier for some reason. He, he wouldn't, yeah. but let's just say yeah. he did. I mean, they would just get super trounced. So, I don't know. I I I like how it is right now, um, but I do hear what you're saying about making a a clearer path. And there's not really an incentive other than you're in a higher division, but the payout's yeah. usually the same you know yeah.
2: Huh. yeah there's there's definitely some thought I think a ratings cap is also something that should be should be implemented, and I don't know who's the entity to do that it maybe it's the p d g a or it's something that we need to come up a uh, come with a come up with as players because I don't know there's there's a lot to it. It's a great question it's yeah. a great topic. Thank you
0: cool I wonder if there's ever really ever really a perfect solution is it one of those things that no
2: no yeah you're, gonna, you're yeah, gonna
1: somebody's gonna complain regardless and right? there's gonna be um yeah insufficiencies no matter which way you go
2: so cool. that's I think that brings us to the point that it's like would my method be wrong no, it's right, but it's right in a different direction it's just it's it's like you're nothing is necessarily wrong it's just we gotta find like testing the waters and trying this would be would be the only way to do it but you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get pooped on no matter what you do as the pdga or or any entity right. that tries to implement these things and yeah. i think it can be done at a local level where they decide that we're not offering intermediate anymore as a division and they just say it's we are these are the three divisions we offer and they test it out and see how it plays out and if they the, the people love it that's great but it kind of needs to you need a sample size from a good point in uh, Chaser put in the chat that ratings are a tough one because they are very regionally based where I remember living in Utah where it was so hard, so hard to get to a mm-hmm. thousand rated for the longest time and you had thousand rated level golfers, but the and the propagators and different things wouldn't allow for a player to reach that that mark um until they went and traveled to other tournaments and other other places so it became that that's another part of it is that depending on the propagators and depending on the certain things that happen yeah you could be capped on ratings just because the courses don't rate well and that you might be a 950 rated player uh in this city but if you went and played the same golf in this other city across the country it might be 985 you never know yeah, that's, that's, a, that's sure. a really real thing. Like thousand rated Texas golfers. They were all so good. Same thing with the, the yeah. Pacific Northwest guys as well. There's so many good groups that come out of those those regions. Minnesota had a ton of thousand rated golfers as well. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I don't I guess I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it, but I do think your way is wrong. So. <laughs> that's all that's all yeah. I have to say about
0: it. Of all the wrong ways, yours is the wrongest. So.
1: Yeah, My of all wrongs. of all the ways to most do it, yours wrongest. is Yours is the wrongest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So we got a question
0: in from to speak pipe. And I think I figured out a way for us all to hear it so that we can answer this. So let's uh, hang tight. Let's see if this works. Hang on boys.
3: What's up D game fam. This is Shay from Philly with a question for you guys. But first I was going to give a thank you to let's Eric. Uh, I took your advice and I restructured my clinic a little bit and it flowed a lot better. And actually you, they had a great time. I had them out on the course and it, uh, it actually Let's downpoured go. for like the last 30 minutes. And instead of coming in, they all demanded to stay out and finish the round. So I either had a crazy group or a new diehard group of disc offers. So it was a good time. Thank okay. you, sir. Uh, my question for you guys is about footwear. Yeah, you see solicitations for this question a lot on Facebook. I want to get your opinions and, you know, you guys are active players and you know a lot of pros. What is some good footwear to wear for rainy conditions? Uh, I've been trying to find just a good pair of like water resistant boots and I find they remain water resistant for maybe one round. Uh, So I'm currently working with waterproof socks, which just feel really weird and kind of slippery. Uh, So I was just curious if you guys have any good footwear suggestions for, you know, poor conditions. Uh, Thank you for your input. And as always, keep it real.
2: Well done, Reese. Well done, Reese.
0: Oh, wait, they said they can't hear it.
2: No, 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 no. Reese is trolling.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, about to you, say. With you. Um,
2: <laughs> So, shoe shoe wise, I've had two schools of thought. Don't just if when it rains, deal with it. Bring an extra pair of socks. Good luck, kind of thing. Secondly, uh, secondly, I have actually gotten a pair of uh, good Gore Tex Nikes trail runners, and those have done well. Now, depending on the amount of rain, there's nothing you can do. Um, when it comes, I, I think the most important thing that you need to be thinking about in inclement weather is traction. But you need to slow down your feet. And honestly, having, if you can get comfortable throwing on a towel and get a huge towel. I'm talking big, monstrous thing We can lay it on the end of the tee pad, put it down, and know you're going to plant. And that's going to keep your footwork good right. Don't get a little tiny towel where you're thinking about where you actually have to plant your foot. because That's you're thinking too much. You need it to be big enough to where you can just throw and, and, and make it work and pick it up with your left hand. If you're right handed, put it into a bag or something, put it into a spot where you can keep laying it out uh, on every teapad that you feel like you need it. So um,
0: does a ta- towel help a lot or just a little bit? It still I would still feel uneasy.
2: It's, I think it's pretty it, significant.
1: Is it? OK. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, I've seen people put socks around their shoes. I've seen a lot of different things. So I personally think uh, it's one of the best things you can do. And finding good shoes is... it. Okay. There are some players you're going to play with through your time of playing that are just unaffected by the conditions. And you'll never understand. They won't have an explanation for it. They are amphibians, and they just throw... And it does not matter. They make putts. They never slip. Hats off to them. They should be praying that it rains all the time because they'd be the best disc golfers ever. I've seen it, yeah. and I don't understand it. I've asked questions, and they're like, I don't know. I just play disc golf. And for me, it's like I'm actively thinking about every little thing because I'm like, I'm about to fall down. I don't know when the disc is going to come out of my hand. I can't keep anything. I, I, I just I go crazy. So, get good shoes trust your feet get good at it and just be confident and also I think the biggest thing that I've heard is lower your expectations
1: now I'm excited for the <laughs> guys that's, that's a really good yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's that's a good tip on this one for sure
0: uh the guy I interviewed for the for the podcast a, a few weeks ago the guy that did idio sports um Ooh, yeah mm-hmm. those haven't come out yet co- as in like the orders and stuff but I'm curious to see how those really do once they get out in the wild and a lot of people are <laughs> yeah. out there uh using them so but uh, i tested
2: them in dry conditions they were comfortable yeah they were solid i would imagine they would be pretty good in wet conditions yeah they could um uh at least like gradient i guess is what it would be yeah of the traction so i think that'd be
0: very good yeah so but uh yeah i'm excited to see he seems pretty passionate about uh creating disc golf shoes uh for the long haul so that's pretty cool uh, let's see. Also, they want to know John wants to know where's Kevin Jones going? So I have Prodigy. seen some stuff on Facebook about him Prodigy. going to Innova and things Prodigy. like that. People speculating, but yeah, I don't think listen, the guy's going anywhere.
1: Listen, listen, internet. All right. Yeah. Your, listen look. and listen. Right. <clears throat> well, listen, here it is. Linda, all right. Linda listen. I, l- l- Linda, listen. Okay. I am the uh, I'm the head of PR for a disc golf company. Okay. And my company has it hasn't had like any big signings this year. In fact, maybe lost a player or two that uh, that I really thought was going to stick around. What am I going to do, knowing that? I, and maybe Prodigy does sign some new players. I don't know. But what am I to, what am I going to do in order to make my company still stay relevant during this time when we're not getting new players? Make some controversies sound like it's happening because disc golfers, especially on the internet love controversy. So whether this was fed to Kevin or not, maybe it was, but, but if he said like, yeah, you never know what's going to happen in the off season. Uh, I'm sorry. Like this, is this is a PR move. It is intentional. It is to keep people talking about players and prodigy. Uh, and, and I don't think it's, it's not bad. If I'm them, I probably would do the same thing, but that's, what's happening in my opinion if Kevin goes somewhere else, I'll eat my words and I'll say, and I'll say sorry to all those who I, uh, led astray.
0: I'm going to save this. I'm going to save this clip.
1: And listen, listen, like, yeah, if Kevin goes elsewhere, like, cool, I just, I think it's a, I think it's a smoke and mirrors thing.
0: Oh, Daniel says, I'm going to have to disagree with Robert on this one.
2: Cool. Uh, Yeah, that's fine. Chaser has kind of been like the biggest sleuth in the world when it comes to this stuff. So he yeah. does He's have a, a point. He's Adrian
1: Woj, Wojnarowski, whatever yeah. it is.
2: Yeah, yeah. Woj. But uh, what I I can understand that things that might be bad, but I just actually I don't know. I okay now I'm I I, I am second guessing myself because Uh-oh. there was there was a tweet that went out that I thought was about. Another person. Adam Schefter.
1: That's a good one. Yeah.
0: What happened uh, there? Yeah.
2: But no, I, you, you go ahead. So I yeah. have no idea. I have no idea. I think he's saying with prodigy, but I could be completely wrong. I don't know. Uh, there was something that happened recently. And I have no idea. Okay. I am, I am, I am back off it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. I And, and yep. just so we're all on the same page, uh, I'm a Kev Jones fan. Wherever he goes, I'm I'm going to be hyped. I, I like Kevin. So whether that's Prodigy, cool. If it's somewhere else, cool. But I, I think he's going to stay.
0: All right. On to the next one. Frank wants to know, have we had Torchy's Taco lately? No.
2: I did. Yes. I did. When uh, I went last to week. Jonathan Nicholson's wedding. It was amazing.
0: What did you guys get?
2: Uh, Migas?
0: Okay, Who? So- oh, nice. What's nice. Migas.
2: Migas is What's a, Migas? Breakfast. Migas is so good. It's one of the best breakfast tacos they have there. I, I guess I've never you, have
1: you seriously never had Migas, Bobby? I don't know if I had that. Dude, it's Migas so is um scrambled eggs, often with pico mixed into the scrambled eggs and maybe some peppers and stuff with tortilla chip like strips in there. And it's fantastic. I love I love Migas. I'll get down I get on migas.
2: the I get the uh, uh, trailer park, the white sauce, and put it on my Migas mm. as well money. Yep. yep. And I got I think I got amigas and two trashy trailer I think is
3: what I did.
1: Crushed it. I can't. Uh not. I got I got the same thing I always get. One chicken fajita, one Mr. Orange, chips and queso. Come on. I can't. Uh not. I
0: got Anyway. I live 30 minutes away and I have yet to go
2: You're such a scrub, dude. What are you doing? Do you
1: even care? Apparently not.
0: It's like
2: like Bobby's like, look, I
1: like torches. I like torches. And then you're closer than you've ever lived to one and you still haven't. I know. I'll believe it when I see it.
0: And then I said, I even sent a picture. I I sent a picture to Robert and Shay because my brother wanted me to meet up. uh, A friend of his had just opened up a cigar shop, right? He sends me the address. Mm -hmm. I drive up and it's like, this is. I know where this is. Oh, this is on that strip near Torchy's. Oh, this is really close to Torchy's. Then I park. It's literally the connecting building to Torchy's. <laughs> Torchy's is on one side, and there's probably just one wall, and then there's this cigar stop. So I'm sitting here yeah. chilling with my brother, looking at the wall going, there is a bunch of tacos on the other side of that wall that I could really be enjoying right now. Uh, but it was too late. Oh,
2: my God. Chaser with the fire. Please. What did say? I- Bobby is the Cowboys fan, but <laughs> a Torchy's fan. <laughs> I literally have a, a
0: Torchy's Taco gift card in my car too. That's it. I'm going this weekend, New Year's Eve. Yeah, you better.
2: If if, if, if next Monday comes and you haven't gone to Torchy's,
1: you're off the happened? show. I'm off the show. <laughs> you're
0: off yeah, the
2: show. I I feel like we,
1: we should. Yeah, I've got I've got plenty of technical expertise to handle this thing.
2: I, I went not. and was the the first thing we did when we got to Texas. We we're like, 14, so okay, cool. We went and we did it. Oh, yeah, it yeah. like we had it. And I don't live near it. You live near it. I do know.
0: it. I Figure it out. All right. Sean wants to have Sean has a hot take. And uh, this is a pretty hot take given uh, the current Come situation on. of the three of Let's us on us. here. He says, uh, uh, I've heard two players talk about leaving a disc sponsor or turning down a disc sponsor because said sponsor Would not let them put other logos on their clothes or not allowing the pro to take or to get a bag sponsor and use said sponsors bag. In this case, Upper Park. Now for the hot take. Do you think major disc sponsors should rethink the rules they have around things such as clothing and bags? Said rule change would help pros make more money in sponsorship. Have a good evening, guys. Hmm. All right. So I'm um, sure we know which, which people were probably talking about. Um, uh, there's a yeah, couple, man. there's a couple of manufacturers that you guys said or before we started recording that this could fall under. Correct.
1: Right. So yes, I would say some companies have had more stringent rules about it than others in the past. I would say when disc golf sponsorship started there people were generally pretty cool about if you have more than one sponsor, that's fine. And they just kind of negotiated how sponsors would coexist. Assuming that we're talking non-disc sponsors, right? Um, like you could have a disc sponsor, back sponsor or whatever. Um, now some companies are getting a little bit more exclusive about that. And I think, um, I think, the, will you read the end of the question again? Just that like that last sentence about Um, yeah, just, just the last sentence.
0: Now for the hot take, do you think major disc sponsors should rethink the rules they have around things such as clothing and bags?
1: Yeah, just rethink. I thought he said something about it being an antiquated point of view. Um, I don't know if it's an antiquated point of view, but I do think there's value in disc manufacturers understanding that every, everything that goes on a touring disc golfer is advertising space, whether you want it to be or not, whether you want to pay for it or not. Every little bit of equipment on a player is advertising space. Their hat is that way. Their apparel is that way. The stamps they put on their shirt are that way. Their bag is that way. Their discs are that way. Their shoes are that way. I mean, you name it. This is something that needs to be considered as either you, if you're going to pay for the whole package, then you need to be um, compensated as such, right? Or if you're just going to pay for one bit, then you just pay for one bit and then other people can do what they want to. But the expectations for that agreement are going to be a little bit different. Um, so, yes, in in my opinion, I think each it, it, it's just like look at pro golfers. Um, there are some that like Callaway sponsored golfers that just wear Callaway always. This is their only sponsor. And so they always wear Callaway. But then there's, you know, like the Bryson DeChambeau's who's sponsored by uh, <coughs> cobra and then he's also sponsored by rocket mortgage and he's also sponsored by this other thing um if you want exclusivity for the advertising space on that player you need to pay for each of those spots or when you make an agreement early on the player needs to consider hey is this like is this total compensation package commensurate for what I could get elsewhere or is is it worth it for me to sign that so that's that's what I think I Every, yep. every bit of space on a disc golfer is advertising space at the top level and it's valuable. So it needs to be treated as such.
2: It's, I agree. It also puts us into a standpoint of disc golf has dramatically changed yeah. over the last few years of what people are worth, what people can bring to a company and uh, I think That's why we're seeing so many contracts shift and change and people move and all this stuff is because, like, we grew at too big of a rate. Like, for anybody to, one, you can all, if you could see it coming, it's different. You could plan for it. You can adjust. You can make, but nobody expected a global pandemic that disc golf would thrive through. We all thought we were done. Like for the early parts of the pandemic, a lot of companies were panicking and we came out the other side, you know, in this different world of, I don't know, we grew tenfold almost. It feels like it's so that's another part of why I think companies are having an issue with sponsorships and and things like that is that, you know, a player is potentially worth more than they used to because of the amount of eyes that are being seen on that player so if you but the thought processing is still in the old way of it of how it was before does that make sense like it's the people are still thinking about it as pre-pandemic of what what players are worth but in reality we're worth more but the compensation levels of like you deserve how much of an increase, like so that that's where things run into a really big issue, and um, I think it can, uh, personally, I think it can stunt a, uh, reach of a player by not allowing that. Um, so I have a concept for videos and uh, for this upcoming season and for the for for what I'm trying to do, and the goal of that video is to tap into my fans, infinite fans. Whomever I'm working with, their fans, whoever their sponsor is, their fans, and then just fans of disc golf. So my my web goes boom, huge because I get all those start to intermix, and when somebody shares this, they're gonna latch in, and when you know discraft people are, or if I'm working with a discraft player, then I'm gonna get more (coughs) discraft fans to come to our channel. So that kind of thing. That's that's something that we're not necessarily capitalizing on when we work with uh, multiple companies. Because yes the the massive load of disc golf is huge but each company has people under their own umbrellas and some people are covering the same people but not everyone is so the more we work with these companies and give these opportunities for people to expand and have multiple resources promoting them is really important i again yeah. am biased because i'm a part of a company that's allowing me to to have a bag sponsor and to have a, an additional sponsor in thought space athletics and 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 grow and continue with Whale Sacks and pursue other sponsorships it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome so yeah it's it i think yeah. it there's a lot more positive to be had because if you know that expanding your web means expanding somebody's web means that they're also when they share something now they have a chance to grow your web that's pretty important and I think a lot of the companies who are are holding, um, uh, who are holding on right now, are missing that because they're too worried they're going to lose their piece of the pie. When in reality, they won't. They're still going to be fine. So,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd have to say, as far as my opinion, I'd have to agree with uh, Robert's uh, explanation of it all. As far as the uh, advertising space that a player has and uh, understanding, um. The the player kind of has to decide if I go with this one particular manufacturer, they understand that that means they are limited to what they can do as far as bags and other sponsors. But then the uh, money that they get for that should uh, somehow equal what they could have got somewhere else had they been able to reach out to different sponsors. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, sure. Let's see. Jacob wants to know, do you think that disc manufacturers eventually won't do limited releases anymore? No. Why would they, they stop? They always do limited releases. Yes. Yeah.
2: They, there's no reason not to.
1: Imagine if you're a disc manufacturer and you're just absolutely crushing it in sales right now. And one of the things that you do to drive hype is saying there's only this many discs. Absolutely, they're going to keep doing that.
0: Yep. Yeah. And it's yep. that's disc off isn't the only company, the only. Business out there that does limited releases and limited things. Um, that's just what companies do.
2: We have uh, a limited stamp and release coming from Infinite that we're doing on some Metal Flake Glow Exodus. It's like one of my favorite fairway drivers I've thrown. And they're going to be, it's going to be a triple foil stamp. It's going to be sweet. And there's probably only going to be like a thousand of them. And that's it. And that's so if you want that's that awesome. stamp, it's going to be great, and I'm, I'm excited about it because it's going to drive the hype about a great fairway driver. It's going to support Infinite. It's going to support myself. It does a lot of really cool things. Like, yeah, well, why wouldn't we produce more of them? It's like, well, why don't we produce something different so you're not getting the same product shoved down your throat? Limited stuff is sick, and we're going to do a lot of yeah. cool things. So, now, I did
0: clarify one. in another post or another comment. He said, I'm saying, turning, ter- I'm saying turn special releases into a norm kind of like Sexton Birds this year. They were mass produced, so it really took collector value down.
2: Yeah, I mean, they... The Sexton Bird is such a weird dynamic because it's impossible to replicate something like that. It's it just... It, it, it was the perfect thing for disc golf. At the perfect for, time. At the perfect time. there's no, I don't think we will ever see another disc it does the same thing that the Sexton Firebird did. It'll be it'll be a it'll be a thing of the past. Everybody will try and do it and will try and do these special runs, but it is going to be so difficult to uh to push that. And hats off to Innova, hats off to Nate Sexton, hats off to a lot of the players on on Inova for hyping up the disc as well. I think that was one of the best things to see is that the team of Inova also supported Nate and pushed him in that way. So it's it's important to do that, and I think the more the teams work together on promoting each other is is, is really important. Yeah, so All right, I, we got a question. Sure in, we won't see anything like it.
0: Question in from Mike B. Let's get that on the air. Is there a way to practice getting my nose angled down while throwing into a net indoors? Will slow mo video help me see the angle, or do you have other ideas?
1: Uh, yes, a little. Um, I think it's always tough to really judge nose angle when you don't get to see the full flight of the disc. Right. Um, And and on a slow-mo camera, I mean, that's awesome. I think if that's your only option, then yeah, absolutely go for that. But the problem is you don't get to see the result of that flight. And so you could easily overcorrect to get the nose super down. And then when you go out to play, you're like, Oh dude, I got this nose down flight. It's going to be awesome. And then you're just worm burning everything. Um, So, Yes, you can see that. Will it be as helpful as you want it to be? Probably not.
2: Yeah.
0: There you go. Okay. Go.
2: Go Throwing into nets is weird, man. I don't feel like it's all. all It is. That's all. You're not working on those mechanics. You're just working on timing and throwing and moving your body. So it's so weird.
0: Sorry, Robert. That was an excellent answer, and it deserves
1: acknowledgement. You are the worst. (laughs) This, yeah this this is a long-standing distaste for sound effects between me and Bobby on, on Disc golf fans I
0: think from that I'm gonna find some so and just surprise you every now and then with different different sound effects <laughs> hey
1: you know what good answer boo, 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 boo. <laughs> I might just record me doing it that'd be even better pew, 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 pew. <laughs> all
0: right let's see uh, J- uh John would like to know our thoughts on Nico West Side parting ways. It is what it is.
1: It is. It is what it, what
0: it, is. it is. I mean, um, uh, go ahead. I don't,
1: it, I don't If if you're asking, if you're asking did I see this coming a couple of years ago when he signed, then yes. Uh, I I would have said I I don't think this is going to be a long relationship. But that's probably the case with Nico and most disc sponsorships at this point. Can you just yeah. kind of Bounces around. Um, that's not to say anything about who Nico is or whatever. I just, if you were asking me to bet on if he was going to stay there for a long time, uh, the answer is no.
2: Uh, knowing Nico and having, when I was, you know, when he, in the early parts and he was having issues with a lot of the plastic, Nico has a very unique throwing style and
3: he. He really
2: never felt comfortable, but it's it's a testament to how good he is that he was able to make stuff work. But the moment he lost that stuff, or you know, or it beat in too much, he you know you saw his dips based on the stuff that he was comfortable with. I think is is a big part of Nico is when he played his best is when he felt comfortable in his bag. But that's a thing of. Um, of his throwing style is that the overstable stuff doesn't stay overstable forever. It just it is going to beat in, and he throws hard, and it's it's a it's a pretty pretty tough thing. So I know he was struggling with the discs, so this might be a good thing for Nico because he can maybe go back to an open sponsor and throw whatever he wants, and so he's not ever saying, "Oh, they need to make this so I can play better." No, he just goes and gets the disc. I think that that's going to be a better place for Nico, anyways. You know, hope, I think that was part of the hope, but um, you know, Nico will will still do well. He did great things. He almost won a USDGC as an unsponsored un- player, if you will, like a you know an open bag player. So it's uh, uh, Nico's an interesting one. He'll do fine. He'll do fine either way. He's he's not going anywhere. He's not going yep. anywhere in the in the realm of the disc golf world. It's just, yeah, he's going to still
0: compete for sure. Excellent. All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Appreciate you sending in the questions on Facebook. Appreciate you sending them into the Google forms. Make sure you keep bringing those questions in so we can answer those questions and get the questions and have all the questions because we're the disc.
2: Also.
0: Oh, we forgot to do discs.
2: Okay. We
1: teased them. Oh, Oh. uh, what are you, what What are you, what are you throwing this What are you throwing?
2: Uh, The two discs that I'm actually really liking are the Vodum from Thoughtspace Athletics and the MVP Reactor. I have the Glow version that I have in the bag currently in the Reactor. Uh, It's Elaine King. She's dope. Uh, Version. And uh, I'm throwing the Ethos Vodum. So why I like these, super good uh, in in that um, the Reactor is the perfect complement to my Pathfinder because it feels about the same has about the same speed, about the same rim width, but it is noticeably more overstable. So, awesome. Perfect compliment. I can throw this. I've never really thrown many overstable mids, but I've always wanted one and uh, to make it work. It is very good. The Votum, I thought was like, "Oh, I just got the Exodus. I'll be fine." Like I don't need I don't need the Votum, like it's there like the same disc. But what I started to realize is that my Exodus is what I would classify as my T bird, the T bird slot. If we had to give that a generalization, it is my T bird, where the Votum is my eagle. If that makes sense, yeah. so it's my stable. So I get a noticeably, I yeah. noticeably more finish at the end uh, oh. of uh, of the flight of a Votum that I don't really get from the Exodus. So that allows me to shape different shots. I can throw. And they're very similar feel in the hands. I get good distance out of both. And so when I need sure finish, throw the photo. When I need just as straight as possible, rip on an Exodus. So it, it's a perfect compliment, similar and like the reactor of dead straight, Pathfinder. Need kind of straight, but kind of beefy, Reactor. So it's it's been a really nice uh, a bump up. And I actually sent over Eagle a list of what I think my preliminary bag kind of looks like. I'm, feeling really confident in the discs but i need to go play i want to go play courses in tallahassee and mobile and foley uh and go play with an actual bag and play a scored round yeah and and find out if i'm actually missing something so that'll be fun so yeah i'm jamming on those two so
1: um whenever we're going to be in the same city state whatever this year just uh put together a second of the same bag of yours and then we'll just do a challenge to see who's better with your oh, back.
0: Please, please come. Oh. Just come to Handic- Handicap. Oh.
1: Handicap, of course. I'll okay. need, I'll need I'm a gonna, few I need, to,
2: we need No, 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 no. We need to. Same outfit. Same everything. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: I'll this run is, in between oh. now and then.
2: No, don't worry and about it. Anyway. Every day. Oh, my God. That would be so much fun. That would be cool. Uh, hey, oh. what's
1: up, guys? Me, Eric. Eric Toronto gonna... to Exodus. It's straight. Oh, so, can, uh, can we find? See, that was, know, we gotta uh, find. That was my We Eric gotta outfit. find some
2: place of uh, that they can do my hair before the round, and I'll just show up. And
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and then
0: Eve, oh, the, got the, got the, the, then you have to switch who you are.
2: Yes, I'll play. I'll yeah, play as that's you.
0: Right.
1: Robert. Play is Eric. Just, Eric just is Robert. Get, dang you don't it. get to throw any four. You don't get to throw any forehands, <laughs> at least not very good ones.
2: Oh my god! And you have to try and throw really high level forehands. Right. Like, oh,
1: of super holes. sick! Yeah, I've been practicing. And you have course. to have a big hop in your X step,
0: huge hop. You have to bring that yes, back.
1: Biggest. Oh yeah yeah yeah! I gotta get my- <laughs>
0: higher, higher. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I, <laughs> no, no, we need more height. This, I'll probably is, try and come to Waco this year. So we'll,
0: we'll see if we can should. Make it happen.
2: We'll, we should definitely make that happen. I, I will have enough to put a second bag together for sure. So,
0: so that's awesome. Fun. All right, guys. Well, we're going to end the episode one quick. Big congrats to PDJ for their 200,000 members. Whoa, so this golf crazy. is that's growing. Good. So good stuff there. We were talking before we recorded how uh, my my PDJ is 39856. Uh, Roberts is in, uh, what'd you say? 44 two ten or something like that.
1: Mine's four, four, two, four, two, two, six, one.
0: Six, one. And, uh, five, three, five, six, five. Yeah. So it's amazing to see. And so now they're putting out we're, six digit. Uh,
1: yeah, we're, we're old heads, old heads. Um, yeah. Hey, and one more thing, if you haven't done so already and you are enjoying the show, uh, patreon.com slash DGAM. We usually record a few extra things for you guys. We about to, um, sometimes about disc golf, sometimes not about disc golf, Always top tier entertainment. Uh, we should air quote top tier. Right, always right. entertainment of some type. So if, if you want to me, hit us with it, basically S-tier. we're going
0: to record five minutes of me playing every sound effect and Robert having to listen to all of them. <laughs>
1: oh, please, Just me please, getting please, mad, right?
2: Also, also, everybody who's here, please go share this. Yes, share the channel, share everything because yeah. we are like uh, a little over halfway to the thousand subscribers. Um, that's right. That allows us to get to super chats, allows us to do a lot more and push out content uh, uh, to, to more people. I mean, I know you guys are loving this more intimate feel and I get it. So you want to keep it on the cool, cool on the hush, hush on the cool, give cool. Us chair. Give us, get, give us that, give us, that, the cool, bump. Cool. Give us that boost and uh, we can uh, hopefully get uh, more things out. Plus I have a Ranger bag, a combat Ranger bag. that's just chilling here. It needs a home. So let's make it happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Skull. <are> you,
0: <laughs> oh, we gotta get that. We gotta get that out there. All right, let's go. Right, we gotta right we gotta, right we gotta we're show. gonna i done with this. We're gonna record some Patreon. I got some uh funny questions to ask uh Eric Oakley and Robert. What was the first oh I lost it, where'd it go? Um Blew it. Oh, if peanut butter this Bobby has gonna, broken
1: me a lot of times.
0: <laughs> this is gonna be one of the questions. If peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? Don't say anything. Saving it for the Patreon. We'll see you guys.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye.